NikkiSix.com. He showed me how to see that nothing is whole and nothing is Hello and welcome to Ross Ramblings. I'm your host, Justin, a.k.a. the Ginger Thriller, the podcast groupie, the sultan of self-deprecation, the ginger bear heartthrob, and the ginger avenger. Just want to thank everybody for joining me on this week's episode of Ross Ramblings. I have taken uh, kind of a few weeks off to regroup creatively. But I am back and just wanted to thank everybody for joining me. Uh, Without you, there would be no me. At least uh, I would still be here, but there'd be no podcast. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for all the wonderful feedback. I really, really appreciate it. So I wanted to take a look at a few things going on here in the world. Um, I wanted to take a look at what happened this weekend between Sexy Star and Rosemary of TNA. Or, sorry, TNA has gone through so many name and brand changes. Let's go with uh, the Impact Superstar Rosemary. So, a little bit of a background with me and Sexy Star. I say it like we actually have a background little background of my fandom of Sexy Star. You may not know this. I am a Spanish major. Now, if you've ever seen me or met me, you know that is one of the craziest things because I'm white AF and I'm a redhead and I am a Spanish major. I speak Spanish, kind of, mostly. I had a really good foundation when it comes into Spanish, but my Spanish was not really strong enough to where I could just coast by. So I would get my practice. I worked at the mall through college and would get my practice talking to Spanish and selling to my people. Well... One of the other ways that I would get my practice was every Saturday on Galavision, you had Lucha de Vuelta. You had AAA and CMLL would come on every Saturday. And then after a while, it was just AAA. I would watch Mexican wrestling on the weekend. And one of those ladies wrestlers was Sexy Star. So for that, she will always hold a special place in my heart. Also, when Lucha Underground first began, she was one of the people they built their company around. 
it was awesome to be able to tell my daughter, look, this is Ivalice. This is Sexy Star and all the other Lady Rustlers. They're going in there with the men. They're standing toe-to-toe. They are bringing it. They are as equal as those men in the ring. You can do whatever you want to. Things have changed. And they changed for me in one match. Sexy Star was facing four wrestlers, uh, Lady Shani and Ayako Hamada. Which, Ayako Hamada, she's just such a legend. I've seen a few of her matches on Shimmer and the like. I worship the ground that lady walks on. That's all I'm saying. The fourth person in there was Rosemary. Now, I first saw Rosemary when she was Courtney Rush on the indie scene. When she was wrestling for Shimmer as Courtney Rush. Courtney Rush was this young, pretty, athletic figure, and she just seemed like one of the complete total packages. Thankfully, the rest of the world stood up and took notice. She has been one half of my favorite feud of probably of all time, uh, with respects to Benoit Kevin Sullivan, though that one has kind of taken a weird turn, to put it lightly. To me, I'm trying hard to think of another feud that has meant more to me. But I really can't right now. I would probably say that the feud between Allie of Impact and Rosemary of Impact is probably one of my favorite feuds of all time. Just two incredible ladies giving everything. Stuff happened that went real. Or seemed to go real. Back to this match with Sexy Star taking on Ayako Hamada, Lady Shani, who I'm not that familiar with, my apologies, and Rosemary. Seemed like during the match, Sexy Star was giving a little bit of uh, some stiff blows here and there and wasn't really wasn't really protecting her opponent. As the match was ending, Sexy Star put uh, Rosemary in an armbar and Rosemary tapped out in about five seconds. Sexy Star kept the hold and... For those of you who don't know the wrestling terms, it's not really my place to give those, but there comes a moment when the wrestling transcends a friendly contest between two guys who are trying to protect each other or two, two women or guy and girl or vice versa. And there comes a moment where it becomes real. And that's what we watched in the footage between Sexy Star and Rosemary. Now, I'm not a wrestler. I have never taken a bump. I am not trying to say this from a place 
of expertise. There are many fine wrestlers out there who have podcasts. I would suggest listening to one of them. By the way, I just heard about a new one featuring a person I call my favorite wrestler-in-law, the husband of my favorite wrestler, Allie, from Impact, and uh, I believe Andy Williams. They both wrestle for Smash Wrestling in Canada. Allie from Impact is married to a man that we know on Impact by the name of Braxton Sutter. They're very much in love, probably one of my favorite wrestling couples. And they have just now created a podcast, which is called Kickin' Ass with Jesse and Andy. And I listened to the first episode today. That's going to be some interesting stuff. You have uh, two guys with a variety of interests, and I'm intrigued to see what they can do. There are many fine wrestling podcasts out there who will bring on real wrestlers and who will talk about this, and they deserve to be listened to. Just coming from me as a wrestling fan, I go to see a simulated fight between two people with a storyline centered around it. I'm not there to see a real fight. If I want to go see a real fight, I know where the MMA promotions are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I will go to those. I want to see both people walk out of that ring unscathed. When you are going into the wrestling ring, you have a sacred bond. There is somebody standing across from you who has said, I am going to wrestle you in front of these people we are going to have a contest. And at the end of this fight, I'm going to make sure that you can walk back home to your family. It doesn't always turn out that way. We're not always that lucky, but it is your job as a wrestler, not only to give the crowd an entire and entertaining match, but it's also your job to make sure that you're, opponent goes home uninjured to their family. Sexy Star broke that very sacred trust. And I can't speak as a wrestler. There have been many people who have spoken about this way more eloquently than I can. But as a fan, I don't want to see the opponents. I don't want to see you hurt your opponent on purpose. I'm just not here for that. And as a fan, it's my goal to see everybody go home to their families at night as well. Unscathed. I will try and have more for you right after the break. Want to try a new show but can't tell if it's worth watching? You're in luck. Check out The Pilot Podcast, where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and answer your question, should I watch this? We're a couple judgmental friends who love TV a lot, and so we're happy to let you know whether your show is worth watching. You can find all of our episodes at thepilotpodcast.com. Again, that's thepilotpodcast.com. Thanks. Thank you for that. I 
am, like most of you, beginning to go through the May Young Classic on the WWE Network. If you support indie wrestling of all kinds, of any kind, take a look at this. The May Young Classic is really, really good women's wrestling. I have, I think I'm about to go through the first episode. Uh, my thoughts on it so far are... Uh, this is incredible. This is everything I have ever wanted in a women's tournament. I am, of course, going for Nicole Savoy since she is one of the sweetest, most wonderful people in the wrestling industry and my favorite wrestler on the indie scene. That's right. I said she is my favorite wrestler on the indie scene. Now, Nicole, if you get yourself signed... You are, I'm going to have to find a new wrestler, new favorite wrestler on the indie scene. But she has always been very good to my daughter. It's just somebody very special to me from the wrestling world. So, of course, she is my sentimental favorite. thought it was very unfair that in the first round, they put Abby Leith, formerly known as Kimberly, up against Alpha Female. Uh, alpha female is like a more muscular version of Gwendolyn Christie, who is Brienne from Game of Thrones. So she's like a more muscular version of that. Uh, I'm not sure if she's 6'1 or 6'3. Beautiful lady and has the tendency to doll it up really nicely for somebody who is a 6'3 Amazon. She has also spent her time being an MMA fighter and uh, has done some modeling stuff. And I've followed her on Facebook for a very long time. Our girls need more like the alpha female. So those two are fighting in the first round and I don't know who I am going to have to go for. That's very frustrating. Uh, but Kaylee Ray hopefully turned a lot of heads. Uh, Serena D, but looked great out there. And I love her comeback story. Shayna Baszler. Let me tell you something, folks. This lady is so frighteningly good. I tweeted tonight that... The women's world, uh, the, the world of women's wrestling is now Shayna Baszler. We are all just living in it. If everything falls in together, Shayna Baszler is, there is no limit to what she can do. If you are, if you have a daughter and if you are a fan of the WWE, watch this with them. Talk about the incredible women who are out there fighting. And, you know, these, I would much rather my daughter have a poster up of Shayna Baszler or Alpha Female or Abby Lath than I would of a million Kardashians. So, that being said, I wanted to talk a little bit about the most recent show that I watched this past weekend. 
This was at MPX, uh, Metroplex Wrestling in Bedford, Texas. And I took both of my kids there. Now, the meet and greet was for Leva Bates. If you are not familiar with Leva, she is on uh, Twitter at Wrestling Leva. I have one of my most interesting wrestling stories I've ever seen about um, about Leva and what happened with this match, and that will be coming up. There we go. How's that for a tease? This was kind of an interesting thing. I haven't seen this concept done too much in the world of professional wrestling. What they did was you had your six or seven wrestlers and they were going to give an open challenge to anybody out there to, to face them. So it was a match of seven open challenges really interesting concept and I am just I think I'm old school and I like one or two open challenges but I like having I like knowing who my opponents are or I like knowing who I'm going to see wrestle so you know it was it's really cool that they tried and you know, try new things, branch out. It's all good. Uh, took my, went and saw Leva, took my little boy. And I got this great picture of the three of us, which was a lot cuter because he is looking at Leva in one of the pictures. And I tweeted the, the picture and I said, when you're little kid is every full-blooded man when they see Leva and he just this little three-year-old ginger redhead just looking at Leva with this wonder and amazement it's really sweet the first match was Tommy Becker excuse me the Tommy Becker taking on Jay we're gonna call him a his last name, I think, is A-S-C-E. I don't remember how to pronounce that, and I'm sorry. My apologies. Uh, he is one of the up-and-coming wrestling students. I've seen him wrestle a few times. He had Dante Smiley recently in a ladder match. And uh, lots of talent there. Good natural athlete. Tommy Becker is one of the kids that just has it, where you can just take a look at this guy, and you're like, oh, okay. This guy has what it takes to, he's, he's going to be a, a presence in a few years. Well, the story here was that he recently suffered his first defeat and he was going to do everything he could within his power to rebound and get back on the proverbial horse. I think this is Jay's first appearance at MPX. I don't remember seeing him there before. I know I've seen him uh, in Cleburne at one of the wrestling school shows. Uh, what I wrote down is that my kids were into it. 
I was having a really, really hard time keeping track of what was going on, especially with a three-year-old. The winner ended up being Tommy Becker. I'm sorry. I don't have more notes on that. My apologies. The second match, oh, uh, what I wrote down is uh, Tommy Becker begins his rise back to the top. All right, we had, a, for the next match, we had a entrance of Mike Schaefer, the Kingsman, and Prince Kanu. Uh, Prince Kanu, this is my first time to see him. He is really really good on the mic uh give this guy a few years he he will be a presence to be reckoned with schaefer and kanu just kind of go together very nicely like um like kevin owens and chris jericho where you don't see them together on paper and then they you see them together in real life and it's like oh okay so you had a really really crowded match uh prince kanu made kanu made his open challenge and got the Christian warrior, Tristan Rubio. Tristan is one of those guys who's up and coming, learning how to wrestle. Kind of a, a super baby face. You, I guess you kind of have to be if you're the Christian warrior. I'm intrigued to see where this kid goes. You know, it looks like he's going to be kind of pigeonholed into the Christian wrestling shows. But if he can get his hands out, if he can find his own path, uh, there might be a place for him. Uh, and I'm not sure. I, I know that he's Hispanic. I don't know if he speaks Spanish, but if he does, that's another path laid out before that, that I think he can take advantage of and be very successful there. The match itself uh, had poor... Rubio taking a beating and something tells me that as the Christian warrior you're going to be taking a lot of beating because you know Bible says to turn the other cheek and also if you're the baby face you're going to be taking a quite a beating uh, but man I was really impressed by Kanu on the mic he had a guy in his corner named Tiger T I swear I've heard of the name I have not seen him in action yet. But the match ended when the referee saw a bunch of people beating on Tristan Rubio in the corner. And it was a disqualification. And then all of a sudden, Stephen Kirby and Frankie Fisher came to the rescue. They set up a six-man match later on. I think uh, Teddy Long would have would have cried. It was beautiful. The next match was <laughs> really interesting uh, because Gigolo... Oh, okay, hold on. James Johnson, the king of the cruiserweights, came out and he had just beaten Icarus the week before, like Shikara Icarus. Like, that's pretty impressive. He had just beaten him the week before, and he wanted to solidify his place as king of the cruiserweights. Well, to solidify his spot as king of the cruiserweights, 
he decided to call out any cruiserweight in the back that wanted a piece of him. Well, the person who met the call was Christopher Hayden. Chris Hayden is about 6'4", 200-something pounds. Needless to say, he's not a cruiserweight. Gigolo, or excuse me, James Johnson, of course, did not care. He accepted the challenge. These guys have been long veterans in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I'm pretty sure that they came up together around the same time. And Hayden Johnson, they knew exactly what they needed to do. And then with Anthony as the special guest, or as the referee, they've done this so many times. They just sat back down and, or they just, excuse me, they just surrendered to the dance and had their match. One of the things I have always respected Hayden for is that he is so good with the cruiserweights. And he is so good in having that match where he makes them look good. Now, it could just be that he has great chemistry with Barrett Brown. I mean, he... Who doesn't have great chemistry with Barrett Brown? But I think Hayden does really well against a smaller guy. And they had a pretty decent, entertaining match. The winner, who who won? I don't even remember. Uh, Johnson ended up winning. Not only is he king of the cruiserweights, he also beat a heavyweight in Hayden. I remember there was a pretty well-executed drive uh, dive with Johnson diving into Hayden and there was this moment where they're both on the rope and Johnson does this really well executed Rana just out of nowhere my three year old's mouth or jaw hit the floor it was great you know getting to watch wrestling through his eyes is the best part the next match was Loverboy, Larry Canis, issuing an open challenge. And everybody wants him to face Zero the Anti-Hero, who he could not beat for anything. Well, it was not Zero the Anti-Hero. It was BC. Now, if I may talk about how much somebody has grown... The Jersey Jackass, BC, has grown quite a bit. I was there for his first match. I've seen him retire and come back. He is somebody who I have a lot of respect for. And I've seen him since the dawn of his career. The match was Loverboy taking on BC (laughs) and I literally wrote my kid decided to play in my lap so I don't have any notes I'm sorry and because he's playing in my lap I can't move and maneuver him around to get the notebook so sorry guys but BC ended up winning very nicely done 
helps further Loverboy's Lover Boy's losing streak. Now, I'm not sure that BC would want me telling this story. But a reminder that BC, more than anything, loves for and cares about the fans. He was out there with the, the kids taking pictures, and I brought my kid over to him. I said, hey, and I started talking to him and catching up on life, and I asked my three-year-old, do you want to get your picture with Mr. BC? And he kind of sheepishly smiled and nodded. So I got a picture of the two of them. BC said, oh, wait. As we were walking away, took off his glove, autographed it, and gave it to him. (sighs) Those wrestlers who have a great heart for the kids just always really get me. And uh, my three-year-old has never really had a glove or anything before, so he's having the time of his life. He wore it the rest of the night. He's called it his wrestling glove. So BC is one of my favorite people in the wrestling business, and this is another reason why. And as somebody who's seen your career from the beginning. I'm very proud of what the Jersey Jackass has become. All right. The next match was ex-daddy Xavier Daniels taking on a mystery opponent who ended up becoming Jason Silver. Now, I got to hear Xavier on the mic. He is pretty talented when it comes to to talking I'd like to see him utilize that more I'd like to see him get some practice and some uh, some mic time just let him go out and he has that natural enthusiasm to where he can pop a crowd get the guy the mic let him go out there let him see what he's got let him develop that in front of a live crowd And uh, Jason Silver, they, a few months ago, they were teasing, having the same storyline that they were doing with Cesaro and Sheamus, where neither guy could beat each other, so they were going to make them a tag team. Well, that did not happen, as Xavier ended up turning on Jason Silver and becoming part of the evil faction DTF, which in this circumstance stands for down to fight. It's not what you thought it was. Uh, So Xavier was pretty good on the mic. I'd like to see this guy get a, a few more shots. And the winner ended up being Xavier. Made total sense. And I really like what they're doing right now with them. The next match is probably one of the most interesting matches I've ever seen. But not for the reasons that you would think. You see, Leva Bates is known for 
her cosplay, dressing up for conventions and whatever geeky outfit she'd like to dress up as that time. I have been lobbying for her to be HCK for a very long time. It did not happen, though I thought tonight in Texas would have been a perfect time for it. She said she wanted something more topical. When I asked if she was going to cosplay as Joe Arpaio, I then had to explain it. And really bad political jokes are worse if you have to explain them. Was really intrigued to see what she would do. And it turned out that she was Leva Snow. All my kids know is that she came out with different colored hair and had a sword. Her opponent that night was Claudia. Claudia came out dressed like Harley Quinn, which my daughter loves. My daughter loves her some Harley Quinn. Came out dressed like Harley Quinn and said, we all know that I have Leva, so let's bring her out. It ended up being Leva versus Claudia. As with any match... If somebody brings a pop, uh, prop to the ring, it's used as a weapon at some point. Jim Cornette, Johnny Polo. The urn! Um, sorry, there's my bad Paul Bearer impression for you. Well, Claudia got the sword to use on Leva. And... I don't know if somebody forgot to ask or what exactly happened, but it wasn't a fake sword. When Leva goes all out for her cosplay, she goes all out. And the sword was real. Claudia, now, you know, most of the time, wrestlers, when they use something like a baseball bat, they don't really use it. So, thankfully, Claudia wasn't going to really use this. But for a few seconds, there was that horror, that holy bleep, that's a real sword, and I just stabbed my opponent. Now... It's not the first time I've ever seen a stabbing in the ring. You know, uh, Mr. Was it? Not Dick Togo, like Mr. Pogo, I think. There was a Japanese wrestler who used to use the knives and New Jack has used his share of knives as well. So it's not the craziest, strangest thing. But it was quite the surprise when Leva started bleeding from her belly and Claudia started bleeding from her hands. <laughs> Thankfully, they both finished the match. I guess Leva was okay. I haven't seen anything from her on social media about it, but uh, Claudia had to get some stitches because the sword was real. Wrestling never ceases to amaze me, and this was another night where it did not disappoint. The next match was the six-man. Oh, uh, Leva ended up winning this one. 
the next match was the six man between uh, the heels of Prince Kanu, Tiger T, and uh, Michael Schaefer taking on Stephen Kirby, Frankie Fisher, and Tristan Rubio, the Christian warrior. Now, earlier in the night, Stephen Kirby, uh, as part of the meet and greet, they called all the people into the that had the meet and greet tickets, brought those around the ring, and they did a, rest, a WWE trivia. Now, the winner of the WWE trivia ended up being Kirby's manager for the evening. Well, the question was, it started out was, where's Bam Bam Bigelow? And I paused and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I know this answer. Whatever it is, I know it. I thought it was going to be, you know, what was his first WrestleMania? Who did he face when he went through the wrestling ring? It was Taz. Went to, you know, in my head, I'm I'm putting all my Bam Bam Bigelow stuff to the front of my foreknowledge. And he asked, where did Bam Bam Bigelow hell from? Somebody answered it first with Tampa, which was not a bad choice. But he was the beast from the east, and I knew it was Asbury Park, New Jersey. Well, I can't help it. I'm the person who knows the useless, useless, worthless trivia. So I answered the question. Asbury Park, New Jersey. All of a sudden, I had one an opportunity to be a wrestler's manager. I already had the chance to be this. And I also had my kids. If I was going to be the manager, then my kids would be left unsupervised. And I have a three-year-old boy. I can't be left unsupervised and I'm 37. You expect me to leave my three-year-old alone. So I said, you know, I've had the opportunity to do this in the past. I had the opportunity to manage somebody. Let's save it for one of the kids. You know, somebody ended up getting that opportunity. So um, for anybody who thinks I'm wonderful and benevolent for giving up that opportunity, uh, remember, I just wanted to keep my undefeated streak uh, intact. The that was a bad attempt at a joke. If you couldn't hear that, the next man or so the six man match again, children in my lap had some really fun stuff in it. I want to see more of this Tiger T guy. I I really like his look, and Prince Canoe is great on the mic. Uh, I didn't have the chance to pay that much attention to him work in the ring. But I think Kirby accidentally got Frankie and they ended up losing because of it. So they kind of teased, are we going to have a Stephen Kirby, Frankie Fisher feud? That will be interesting if it happens. And then the main event was Brent McKenzie, the champion, taking on a challenger. So the uh, person who met Brent McKenzie's challenge was Max Serling. Is it Serling or Sterling? Sorry. 
uh, who is the 2017 Texas version of Lord Stephen Regal and comes out dressed very nicely, wrestles in his nice suit, which I don't think my daughter really gets. Like, what, Daddy, why is he wrestling in real clothes? And it he's been one of the top heels in the company and is kind of that weaselly baby face or weaselly uh, heel. But he met the challenge and the fans were behind him. He is one of those guys who is a heel, but he's very entertaining nevertheless. So you enjoy watching his matches. So for him to transition to a baby face, I don't know if we've turned him. But for him to transition to getting this main event was a pretty cool moment. There was a moment where I thought this was it. Brent hasn't held the belt long enough, but he's walking away with the championship tonight. And I am 37. I've been a wrestling fan for 20 years. You don't sneak a lot past me. But this was probably one of the best matches that I've ever seen Brent have. And I haven't followed Sterling's career that closely. But it was it was really good stuff. The night did not look like much on paper. But it ended up being more than its potential. So there was some good stuff there. Major thing that stood out to me was the main event probably the best match on the show the Leva Bates Claudia match is going to be one of those only in wrestling things so thank you to another night at MPX it's kind of become our go-to family place or at least when my wife wants to kick us out of the house become our go-to Saturday night activity so I will try to have more for you right after the break. Welcome to Film Roast. Hey everyone, Hannah here, the co-host of Film Roast, where two over-caffeinated and underqualified friends talk about all things movies. If you like film factoids, lots of sarcasm, and bad impressions, check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can also follow us on Twitter at Film Roast Show and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash filmroast. Happy roasting! Thank you for that. So just a few other things. Just wanted to thank everybody for their love and support. Uh, wanted to give a special shout out to Talkin' Greasy, uh, one of my new favorite podcasts. And they had a meetup with a few other podcasts in the area. I got to go meet them and... Or got to see Q of the Critical Dump and uh, chopping it up with Q. And I think he's part of every podcast somehow in the world. I also got to meet Ojian of Outer Thoughts Podcast and EJ and TJ of, of It's Better This Way. Uh, I had the opportunity to uh, listen to Outer Thoughts today. 
definitely a strong recommendation. I think everybody should give it an opportunity. Oh, I also got to see uh, Geronimo from Drinking Partners, and uh, it was a wonderful time. Got to sit around and talk to everybody about the podcast, and then Darnell from Talking Greasy went into live podcast mode, and it was incredibly entertaining. Again, if you were wanting to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Justin Ruff. You can find me on, you can find the podcast at Ruff's Ramblings. You can find me on Instagram at Phil's Fan Ruff, P-H-I-L-S. And you can email me at Ramblings at gmail.com. You can also, if you are not creepy... And if you are not annoying, you are more than uh, welcome to friend me on Facebook. Uh, I'm the boring white one. And then, uh, you know, once you're done with my podcast, check out a few other hashtags. Check out the Pottern Family, hashtag Pottern Family, P-O-D-E-R-N, family. Also, check out Pods and Color. Again, I am not a member of that hashtag, but I do like to use it to promote different voices of color. I think it's pretty awesome. Also, check out the hashtag WeAllWin. Also, uh, specifically, there are there is uh, hashtag TXPods for Texas Pod podcasts and hashtag DFW pods for Dallas Fort Worth pods and also hashtag underdog pods. There's a lot going on. Thank you everybody for the love and support and until next time, this is Justin saying keep it rough.